It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Midway of the month of December, final uh, couple weeks of the year, and it is uh, the PJ Show with you on the drive home on what has kind of uh, been a, a little bit of a, a gloomy and gray day. And I guess it's going to be really, really cold, right? It's kind of been like that really? all week. It's been just very gray and gloomy, and the weather hasn't been nice. So we got one more like big line of storms. Or rain about to come through, and it looks like it's got some pretty rough stuff on it. It's just outside of Farmville, so uh, that'll probably be uh, we'll be dealing with that during the course of the show, Ben. It, it so. rained pretty hard uh, earlier today on the way to the press conference. Yep. It was pretty rough. Yep. So one more line of this, and then uh, I think behind that is the cold front. So there you go. Uh, welcome in, everybody. It's great to have you with us. We're going to talk to Jim Zoki coming up in uh, just a little bit. Uh, Zoke, of course, with uh, the Panthers Radio Network. Uh, we're going to have uh, the one and only uh, Jim Zoki with us as the Panthers play a huge game this uh, Sunday at home against uh, Pittsburgh. Do you think it'll be uh, a... Um, like remember the 49ers game and all those 49ers fans were there. Oh yeah. I'm expecting it. I to mean, be more about Steelers fans. Yeah. Do you think it'll be dominant? Cause there's obviously a lot of Steelers fans nationally. So do you, th- and, and in this part of the world, do you think that there will, or do you think some of the Panthers fans who got rid of their tickets and sold them to 49ers fans or gave them to 49ers fans will hang on to them? I mean, I'm, I, I'm fully aware that there'll be a lot of Pittsburgh fans there, but do you think that, Panthers fans that maybe they're a little more jazzed about this team now, Ben? Uh, no, because if it's not Cam Newton at quarterback, they want no part of it. They don't <laughs> oh, want Sam Darnold to be successful. Uh, well, I mean, I, I talked to Hank today. He's going. He's got a nice little suite going on out there, and then yeah, uh, Phillip's going. Yeah. So, I mean, Panthers fans are excited again, but Phillip brought oh, up a good the, point the, to me. Um, the the Pilking, by the way, the Pilkington thing uh, comes to – Pilkington had this – very big event he had to go. Big event. Big <laughs> happening. Yeah, he wanted to go to the Panthers game. So, I, I know he's doing some Christmas stuff with the family, and that was just one of those things. I'll go to the game while I'm there. But um, it, there, we're still like top 10 in attendance, and then Philip brought it up to me. It's because all the visiting fans kind of fill out the stadium. Probably. And I fully expect that for the Steelers. I mean, just think of how many Steelers fans you know around in this area. I mean, that's a nationwide kind of brand going on like the Cowboys. I fully expect no, there, it. it's the, yeah, it's the Cowboys, it's the Steelers, uh, Green Bay. Yeah, I think. I mean, Cookies Exhibit A of that. Yeah, uh, New England for better or for worse. I would there say may be on Niners are getting there. Secondary tier. It's a secondary tier. Well, the Niners have a lot of fans because of you know the eighties, the eighties run, nineties. Yeah. Used um, to be Redskins, but you know they're no. There's they're well, no longer again, Redskins. I think that's. I think that's that second tier. Yeah. I think that's the, the you know, tier that maybe New England kind of heads. They were top tier, so and then they kind of lost it. Yeah. 
Yeah, they had a little bit of a national fall. Well, I think more of a regional fall, but I, I hear what you're saying. So, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, I'm sure there were a lot of – I don't think there were a lot of Bills fans there. There were probably some. I'm just looking at the home games. Uh, Browns fans, there were probably a lot of Browns fran- uh, fans there. Well, that was week one, actually. So, yeah, I, I think there were probably – probably weren't a ton of Browns fans there. Obviously, I don't think there were a lot of New Orleans or Cardinals fans there. The 49ers game was the one that was just stark. Uh, probably not a ton of Tampa fans there, not a ton of Atlanta fans. Uh, did you watch the Broncos game, Ben? I did not. I did. Yeah, I did watch the Broncos game. Uh, Was there a lot of Broncos fans there? Again, that's another one of those I would put on that kind of second tier. Yeah, as far as fans, Denver. You know, because Denver fans, uh, I don't want to say they travel well. They're just kind of spread out throughout everywhere. That's Uh, what I mean. I mean, look, that's the misnomer from, I think even Zoki when we've talked to him about it or, or, you know, goofs like uh, Josh Graham, we, I, we totally get, they don't travel. Yeah. I, I get that. I'm not stupid. This isn't the college, but they have fans nationally. Yeah, absolutely. That's what the game is based. That's what the national football league is practically based on. It's in the name. Uh, is that, is that you you root for your team no matter where what corner of the country you're in. Well, Broncos is also a part of that deal where they had the 90s run with Elway and everything. Right, so that's what I'm saying. Well, up. they were good in the 80s or 90s. Yeah. yeah. No, no, that's what I so I mean so and then, I, other than the Niners, I don't recall if there was any I, I don't I, I don't want to debunk Phillips theory, but I mean it helps. I, I do, are they also counting tickets sold? Are they counting tickets sold? Yeah, that well, obviously I, they do do that, but um I will say, watching that Broncos game, there were a lot of Denver fans there. Um, it was, okay. I would say, more Denver fans than Panthers fans. It looked like on TV, which was kind of startling, and uh, can't be having that, which has been a problem that's okay. played kind of the David Tepper era since he's kind of been in charge. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing that Ben has been doing that I think is very, very good. Do we want to give away tickets today? By the way, Ben, absolutely, we can do that. We have plenty okay. of tickets to give away for uh, so Hot stand Point. by to dial. We'll we'll give away uh, tickets, a family four pack to High Point ECU on uh, Wednesday. And um, you want some women's tickets? Just let me know. We're gonna throw those in. Yeah, go to the women's game Monday. I think a lot of people might be taking off next week, so you can take the family to that. And then a gift card to Chico's Mexican Restaurant. I'm just reading another always anonymous text line text that came in. Uh-oh. I don't know if you're on this one or not. No, uh, probably not. It's truly anonymous for me. I have no idea who's on these deals. Yeah, that's that's some internal stuff there. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> not safe for the show. Um, well, it's just behind the scenes minutia. Um, speaking of behind the scenes, you've been a busy, uh, fella. Yeah, I've been, uh, your, trying some new uh, things with your social media. I, I like the, uh, name the player. I think that's very good. Cause you know, pirate fans love to display their wealth of knowledge when it comes to ECU history and fandom. So I've kind of, kind of, uh, centered on that. You've embraced that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. People you, love it. They tell stories. You gotta give I the like. people what yeah. they want. Yeah. And then uh, you're doing this thing where you're highlighting the bowls that the Pirates have been in. Is that right? Yeah, as we kind of count down to uh, the Birmingham Bowl, I do a different bowl game every day. Tomorrow we have one in store. That should be fun with some neat little details. All right, well, don't spoil the fun for no, tomorrow. No, I'm not, not, not going to spoil what it is. What's on today? 
Well, today What's we did today? the uh, inaugural Birmingham Bowl, which was the PapaJohns.com Bowl. And I didn't realize it was such a debacle. Apparently, you went to that game. But uh, it was a huge debacle for ECU fans, apparently. It wasn't a great yeah. game for ECU. Well, here's what I remember. We went to, we stayed in a really nice hotel, the, the Winfrey Hotel there in Birmingham. Um, it, our, our travel entourage was Denny O'Brien, myself, the Big Hen, and the late Philip Horn. And uh, I was telling you a Philip Horn story. Oh yeah, that story was great. We can't, <laughs> we can't talk. We can't bring the folks on the air. But Philip was was great. And so we did an FC bit because we did the morning show from out there. We did uh, the pregame show. Denny and I actually packed up the equipment. We'd locked our keys. We'd locked ourselves out of our rental car. Denny had. Oh jeez. And so we had to like take cabs over. This is before Uber or Lyft or anything. So we cabbed over, and. It was a kind of a shady cab driver, you know, and Legion Field not in the best part of the world. Well, yeah, you could have just hired somebody to bust the windows for you. They would probably would have done it for free anyways. <laughs> so the car was lo- the keys were either missing or locked in the car at the hotel. That that was the the punchline there. So we cabbed over. Uh, we went up to the Legion Field press box. Uh, Kevin Monroe was supposed to join us at some point, and he didn't. But um, here's what I remember. A couple things from that bowl game. There was no, I, 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 you know, you have things that kind of trigger your memories of this. There were no, there was no Papa John's pizza there, even though Papa John's was the sponsor. People were was very Papa upset about that, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Papa John's was kind of the hot thing at the time. But yeah, it was like, just, just they're commonplace. Up. Yeah, they were popping up right. at the time, and it was kind of up there in terms they're, of franchise pizza. You know. Yeah, it was commonplace now. Uh, you know, that they're in the NFL like they are in other sports and, and all that. But they were, it was like a new thing to them. It was becoming a thing that, at the uh, time. I remember that even as a kid, you know, Papa John's was kind of a new fun thing that everyone wanted to get on. So it's kind of crazy that they were sponsoring the bull. And um, I remember walking past Papa John on like the ledge there at, uh, at the back end of the press box at some point, by the way, I posted a video a couple of days ago where he congratulated the pirates that year. And I thought mm-hmm. that was interesting. Papa John's himself congratulated the pirates in the Birmingham bowl, which I well, thought was interesting. That's when yeah. the star was a star was born in yeah. his mind. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're doing the pregame before, you know, same pregame format in many ways, but we're, we're doing it. I don't even know how we broadcast it back in those days. Um, but we're in the press box doing the pregame, and Denny steps away for a minute. Denny's with me. And Denny, if you don't know who Denny O'Brien is, Denny, uh, ECU guy, uh, he used to write for Bonesville.net when Bonesville was really a thing. And so Denny was a part of our pregame. Uh, you know, no disrespect to anybody who's, because uh, I think our pregame's, oh, I know, I don't think. Our pregame's really, really, really good. Um, but, and, and historically, it's been good. But um, we, we, like there was a version where Denny and myself and Kevin hosted it, and it was it was that was probably one of the high water periods the in peak. my opinion. It was, we had really good shows. Yeah, it was well. I think we're very good. Well, now. it sounds good. That sounds like a good crew. Yeah, but it was a really good. We had a lot of fun. It was a fun time. Those were fun shows to do. It was a lot different than the show now. In many oh ways. yeah, it's yeah, which is fine because you know we. Uh, it was more personality driven at the time, 
But anyway, uh, so Denny and I are doing the show up in the press box. Denny steps away, and I'm talking, and we're getting ready for the game. And Now, keep in mind, we've already done the morning show and all that, so it's a really hectic a lot going on. Well, Denny comes, and he puts his head on and says, puts his headset back on and says, I have breaking news. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if the, you know there's an injury because it seems like there was maybe some question marks of guys playing around that. I don't know. But, you know, he says, the plane taking off from Kinston. I thought, oh, God. Denny is about to go on and talk about a plane crash. My heart sank. My heart dropped. That is a scary start to uh, that I, statement there. Yeah, that was so scary. And so I said, uh, you know, I thought Denny don't, you know, Denny's going about to break news because the, there was a charter plane that was leaving the Kinston airport and was going to, you know, full of pirate fans. And he said the plane leaving Kinston, I, like I said, I, I was like, oh, oh my God. And. He said, had a mechanical problem. I thought, oh, God, this is it. We're, we're, Denny, Denny O'Brien's about to announce this terrible tragedy on the airwaves. Uh, and he says, it had to turn around and go back. <laughs> he still didn't quite. And I'm thinking, okay. And he said, and it's landed or is in the process of landing, and uh, they're going to try to get another plane to come. Apparently, they didn't. I always thought they had gotten another plane and came back, but I guess they did not. I, uh, yeah. So that was, that was the, that was kind of just a weird, you know, again, like he comes on and says, I have breaking news. And he talks about something with a plane. You're like, Oh God, that game you know? was cursed from the start. It seems like there right. was not a lot of good right. things happening around that game. So, and then we had, you talk about an obnoxious fan group, the US, USF fans. I guess they all became UC, uh, UFC fan, or UCF fans because well, they're probably UFC fans too. You know, that's they probably are. Yeah, stuff. that's it's yeah, it's 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 the Bud Light the, uh, beer drinking, graphics crowd, T-shirt yeah. people of the world. Yeah, affliction T-shirt. But, right, but they were there, and it was just the wildest thing ever. It really was. They're they're fan, but see, you know, there's a decent crowd, but they they put all the fans on one end of the stadium to make it look good for television. Terrible and idea. I think that was terrible idea. I think that was behind the bench for UC USF. I think the pirate bench was the one that didn't have anybody behind it. Um, but it was a rough, it was a rough uh, deal. Uh, that was a rough day that day. Jim Levitt was the coach at uh, South Florida, and uh, they they hammered the Pirates. We got home. Uh, I remember getting home that night because we flew back that night. And it was, uh, it was something. So that was just, uh, it, but it is interesting to read people's memories of these bowl games. A lot of great stories. You know, that, that to me is the more interesting thing than a lot of the, the game or kind of the fan stories. Yeah. I, I mean, that's why yeah, I was, do it, these. Cause you know, I like to hear those stories. I find them interesting. You know, these people are funny. Sometimes they tell you some really cool stories that otherwise you never would have heard. Like with this new guest, the pirate post, people are guessing and chiming in about this guy that uh, I got and guess the pirate. I'm not going to reveal who it is. Um, but their personal stories with this guy, and it's been fun to see that. A guy I just learned about, everybody's got all these neat things, um, personal interactions they had with him back in the day. So it's been fun. It's been fun. I think it's been a great idea for social media, and it's had pretty good success so far, pretty good uh, interactions. We have we have the always anonymous text line, uh, but this one coming from Trent McGee on sports. Yours truly on production efforts. I forgot that McGee was producing the show back in Greenville. Oh, yeah. McGee... Yeah. I, Call in McGee. Was there a McGee fade? That's the question. Was McGee supposed to go with us and didn't <laughs> go with us? Was there a McGee fade is the question. Because uh, Trent, God love him, was uh, infamous for the McGee fade on some of these. Uh-oh. Things. 
But uh, <laughs> now's not Trip a good time to bring to up Aaron Judge. <laughs> no, don't bring up Aaron Judge right now. He'll call it uh, quick Greenville's, if I did that. Greenville's biggest Aaron Judge fan is. Um, uh, I I didn't know they made McGee produce the game. So McGee was like you, Ben. He was the Ben Byram of that operation. How about that? I don't I don't fade though. I, I'm, I I stay pretty true and uh, by my word when I say I'm going to produce or do something. There's no Ben fade yet. No, no, no. He Not didn't wood. fade on the. <laughs> he didn't fade oh, on gosh. the. Oh, gosh. He's going to call in and oh, he's going to be yeah, so No, upset. he didn't fade on the production. I'm just saying, like, we would be like, McGee, are you going on this trip with us? Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be. You know, it was stuff related to the show or, or that kind of thing. This was back in the day, talk of the town. And then McGee wouldn't go. He wouldn't. He wasn't. He wasn't there. Well, it sounds he like would, he uh, uh, made the right move. Back he was out the smartest the guy minute. in the room. But no, he made uh, that day. I McGee was the smartest guy in the room for not going to the Birmingham Bowl. It was a fun trip. It, we had a good time. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It really was. Um, the result was not great that day. Who's uh, on the Pirates line? will try to. Rev- oh yeah, hey, who do we have here, Ben? I'm calling him McGee. McGee, there he is, Trent McGee, ladies and gentlemen. Did you McGee fade on that one, or was that uh, was that your assignment? Uh, I did. Carried it out. I did. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even fail on that one. Yep, yep. I, I I had every intention of going and faded last minute. Uh, handle production. Uh, recalled uh, what you were saying very well, but Ben, no, I never I never faded on actual work. I faded on right. actually going to things like you know saying I was going to go to a game and then I'd back out last minute or I would. You know, yeah, I, I'm notorious for that. Was, yeah, not proud he of made that. a right move. No, he made the, uh, he, made yeah. the right move that day. <laughs> yeah. The, no, remember, the great. I, uh, remember, I remember Denny bringing that up and having very Weren't you thinking the same thing? Yeah. To you. <laughs> not knowing where he was going with that, but thinking the worst. Right. Yeah. That was, not a good that, outcome I'll that day for the Pirates either way, though. No. No, it was terrible. Nothing was, good, nothing was good about that entire terrible. experience. No, if I, if I no. recall correctly. Our guy, well, we had fun. It was just kind of a, a crazy. It just it's one of those things. Nothing went right that day with our. I mean, our production was fine, but there's just a lot of craziness behind the scenes, like locking or, or Denny locking himself or losing the keys to his rental car and having to hop a. Well, no, production to, wasn't great. <clears throat> oh, it was. Okay, me. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't great. No, it wasn't. So, ben, uh, but it was fun. Ben, the all-time, the yeah, no, with those, those, those were fun days. Uh, ben, the all-time great McGee fade was when we did talk of the town from the tall ships for before July Fourth, right? Okay, mm-hmm. down in down in Moorhead City, Beaufort. and McGee, I mean, everybody. I was going. Busimi was going. The great Philip Horn, Ray Kraft, the Big oh, Hen. Yeah. I'm sure there were others. Uh, the Senator Jonathan Edwards, who used to work with mm. us. We had a crew going down to stay in the Big Hen's condo and go do the ship from the, or go do the show, Talk of the Town from the Beaufort waterfront. And McGee fades on us the day before the show. Doesn't go with us. <laughs> that was when you fell out of the boat, right? I did not fall oh, out of the boat. Oh, you fell out of the wash. boat? Okay, there's a no, story. No, I didn't here. fall out of the boat. We got on a sandbar and I didn't want to get out in the water. Because I don't like step, I don't like getting out in water that I don't know what's where we are, and it was dark, and it was I did not fall out of the boat, but I had to swim but back ben, to the boat, and that was not fun. 
there are few, there, there, there are there are a few different versions of that story. If you get Henry to tell it, you may hear two or three different versions. But either way, they're all funny. They're all funny. That sounds like <laughs> no, a I fun did, time. Yeah, I I, me, I did say that week, say and that was one of many. It was uh, if it was if it's a version of this thing from Henry. Trust me when I tell you this; it's embellished. So that's that. You know that's yeah. we <laughs> definitely going to ask him next time. Why let the facts get in the way of a good story? Is the Henry Hinton uh, mantra, which is absolutely fine. enjoying the which show, guys. Fine. Keep it up. Hey, Merry Christmas! Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, McGee, and Merry Christmas to your daughters. I hope uh, it's, uh, I hope Santa's good to them. Same to you and Jill, PJ. Thanks. You too, Ben. Take care. Yep. Take it easy, buddy. There he goes. Trent McGee. I, I forgot McGee was on production. I didn't realize the production was such a, a mess that day. Thank See, that's what I say, Ben. Judge. We're just doing radio here. We're not We're not curing cancer or launching rockets. We're just uh, doing radio. I thought he was going to so. cut in and give us an update on Aaron Judge and the contract negotiations or something. <laughs> oh, listen to you. Listen to you. You know listen I'm an instigator. You, you know it, I'm an instigator. Trying to instigate with McGee. Uh, good to hear from Trent. All right, we're going to... Uh, <laughs> Uh, here we go. Here's Henry. Uh, I'm going to tell the boat story tomorrow morning and tell the real version. <laughs> there we go. Awesome. Uh, let's do a giveaway. Uh, tickets to the basketball game next Wednesday when the Pirates play High Point. We'll throw in some women's hoops tickets for you and a Chico's gift card. 252 uh, 561 Game 252-561-4263. Caller 3 will be the big winner. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. What are you, a middle-aged sports writer? Oh, yeah, I figured you would appreciate this. Yeah. If we were in the triangle, this would be perfect. They would love this. This would be a big hit. If if you were a middle-aged sports writer, you're jamming out to this right now. Are there sports writers anymore? Um, We welcome you back in. Uh, we'll do a pirate report as uh, time permits here because we got Zoke coming up uh, bottom of uh, the hour. Uh, I well, let's let's get to the phone lines. Uh, John in Winterville is our big winner today. He wins uh, the uh, tickets to the ball game on uh, Wednesdays. The uh, Pirates take on um, High Point. Got some women's tickets in there if he wants to use them. And then we've got uh, some Chico's Mexican restaurant uh, coming his ways. A gift card. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, John. Thanks for calling. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, very good. Did you go to the original Birmingham Bowl, John? Were you one of those that went? No, no. I I didn't go to the Birmingham Bowl game. I actually did go to an old ECU Bowl game. It was the Mobile-Alabama Bowl game against Oh. That was another rough day for the Pirates on the field. Ladanian Tomlinson yeah. went nuts. Yeah. 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 But, uh, uh, gosh, what was that quarterback's name? Was it Gerard? Yeah. What? No, wait. Yeah. 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 
I, I, I think Gerard was the quarterback then. Yeah. I'm sure I'll be corrected yeah. if I'm wrong on that. Dad, did you have a, uh, did you have a, uh, how was the trip outside of the result of the bowl game? So I was actually living in Florida at the time. So oh, okay. uh, the trip for me was super easy. Gotcha. Where'd you live in Florida? Uh, Fort Walton Beach. Okay. I got you. Are you from up here originally and you were living down there? Or, or what, Let's get into your story, John. What's uh, As we probe and ask, <laughs> oh, John didn't know where you were going to relive his here. life here. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. So you... no, I grew up in Florida, but uh, moved yeah. to um, Moorhead City and uh, went to uh, gotcha. medical school. So. Oh, okay. All right. Well, there you go. So you're Dr. John. Yeah. Is that it? Ah, Dr. John. Okay. Well, very good, Dr. John. Well, congratulate. Are, are you, uh, are you going to this bowl game or, uh, you're just gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna listen to our pregame if you're not, and then watch it, I guess, on, on television. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be there. I'll be there in spirit and, uh, listening and cheering on the pipe. Okay. Very good. Hey, John, Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for uh, calling in. Enjoy going to the basketball game and, uh, hopefully we'll see you out there, uh, next Wednesday. Thanks. Thanks so much. I appreciate the tickets yep. and uh, Merry Christmas and go Pirates. Yeah, there you go. All right, John. How cool has that been? Dr. John. You ever seen the movie Joe Dirt? Yeah. And how yeah. it starts where he's uh, in the radio station and they start reliving his story. I was right, hoping yeah, it was going to take yeah. that kind of turn there. No, we had a doctor on, Ben. We didn't have some mullet-headed uh, <laughs> Only Ben would go with the with that thought, uh, I, we got to get Zoke on Ben. So I, I, we've kind of talked through, uh, maybe the, the pirate report. We'll try to get some of those cuts. If not, we'll hold them for tomorrow because they'll still be good. Uh, but, uh, one thing I can say out of, uh, well, go ahead and hit, I'll do a, an abbreviated report here, Ben. And now Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU pirates, 94, three, the game. Uh, let's do cut eight here, Ben, and this is uh, Coach Schwartz uh, confirming that Winston Tabs, who was under the weather of Pirates' last game, will be back, and Caleb LeCount, who took a uh, shot to the uh, the head, I guess, is going to be back uh, for the uh, game on Saturday. Yeah, I think both will be available, you know, considering we always talk about Stephen, we still have another practice day. Yeah, so, I mean, as of today, as of today. Tabs will be back after being under the weather, and LeCount uh, set to return as uh, as well. Uh, the other uh, piece of uh, news from today, uh, the uh, Pirates lose at Gardner-Webb. Uh, it must have been like an education day or something because it looked like there was a pretty big crowd there. Uh, 67-59 in uh, women's basketball, so ECU now 7-4 and four, uh, in uh, women's action this season. All right, uh, here's Ben with a 94.3 The Game Sports Update, and when we get uh, back, we'll have Jim Zoki on the line with us uh, talking some Panthers football. Here's Ben. Thanks, Patrick. Pirate basketball gearing up for the Greenville Classic down in South Carolina as they get set to take on the South Carolina Gamecocks this Saturday. Mike Schwartz caught up with the media earlier today. He says it's great to get back to a normal practice after a, a tough week and a busy week with exams. It's been good to finals have wrapped up for our guys. It's been good to be back in the gym here the last few days. Uh, we've had three practice days in a row before we head to uh, Charleston, uh, excuse me, uh, Greenville, before we head to Greenville tomorrow. Um, so, 
they're just trying, we've been waiting to have a stretch where we can have a few practices together uh, to kind of just work on some things and really focus on some of the areas that uh, we didn't have time to when we lost practice time because of finals and our schedule, so that's been good. But great challenge ahead. We know uh, playing South Carolina on Saturday in Greenville is going to be a very difficult task and uh, just looking forward to getting up. The East Carolina women's team had a rough day as they fell to Gardner-Webb earlier today, 69-59 on the road. The only player to get in double digits was Farm Central native Amaya Joyner in that ball game. Also, some recruiting news from NC State. They're losing veteran wide receiver to the transfer portal in Devin Carter. He's entered his name into the portal after five seasons spent with the Wolfpack. North Carolina notched its second straight win on the hardwood. The Tar Heels took down the Citadel 100-67 inside the Dean Smith. Center. That's going to do it for your 94 Through the Game Sports Update. This 94 Through the Game Sports Update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supported Pirate student-athletes. For more information on how to donate, go to teamboneyard.org. Carolina Panthers and Sam Darnold geared up for a big game this weekend. Panthers Radio Network's Jim Zoki with Patrick on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Miss a moment. Remember, there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today. The brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers. Sorry about that. I screwed it up. Let me do it again. <laughs> Podcast about the Pirates and Panthers available now online at the all new 943thegame.com. And now, back to the P Man, the Patrick Johnson Show on 943 The Game. Panthers football will be on our sister station 1037 WTIB coming up uh, this Sunday as it'll be a noon start. The Panthers taking on Pittsburgh. A big game for Carolina in Charlotte. More on that with Jim Zoki. In just a bit, before we get going with Zoke, again, a a little bit of a quick reminder here. We want to encourage you to uh, head out and over to 94.3thegame.com. On Monday, we have our Christmas with the Embers show, Operation Santa Claus. The money will go there. We're uh, very close to having uh, over $100,000 raised for needy kids this uh, Christmas season, and for uh, a market this size, that's a remarkable, remarkable thing. Uh, get your tickets to the show. It's at Reimage Church Monday at 7 o'clock. And uh, Christmas with Craig Willard and the Embers is brought to you in part by AmeriHealth Caritas of North Carolina, Hardee's, Greenville Utilities, The Air Doctor, Telco Credit Union, where you can also buy tickets, GoEco, also, Greenville Toyota, 264 Shoes and Apparel, Pair Electronics, Southern Bank, Specialty FDR, Fantastic Sam's, Speedy Oil Change, and Auto Service. Uh, you could also get those tickets uh, in our lobby here. We've got Jim Zoki, Panthers Radio Network, uh, on with us uh, here. Jim, I thought your tweet about uh, last week was interesting that uh, it was a win-win for the Panthers in Mayfield as a result of what ha- went down last week. Yes, not often you release the conference player of the week, a starting quarterback, <laughs> have him win the primetime game that all the nation loved and fell in love with Baker Mayfield. And yet somehow it seems to make sense for the Panthers that, that he wasn't here. And uh, that what, uh, what fits what they're doing at this moment in time, subject to change, of course, as we know in the NFL, 
is is what they're working with right now with Sam Darnold and the way things are going. It's like uh, you know sometimes fit you know this isn't fantasy football. Sometimes you know fit matters, and we'll see too. I, you know, in saying that, I, I watched a lot of that Rams game. I didn't think Baker had a great game. It was amazing that he did anything, considering he's only there two days. So I'm not taking anything away from him, but it wasn't like he threw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. But it was just one of those games where you know credit to him for the long touchdown drive at the end. Credit to the uh, Raiders for two really bad penalties to give him an extra 30 yards on that drive. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it'll be fun to watch you play on Monday. I guess he'll be the starter against Green Bay, and it'll be fun to see the Panthers on Sunday against Pittsburgh. I know everybody here wishes Baker well, too, because uh, I think his time here, he was a, a model citizen. Yeah, uh, it, it it was really what, what Baker Mayfield did last week was, I mean, really remarkable. And in some ways, he kind of looked like a, a new person. But, I mean, to come in, and I think he got there maybe Tuesday, practiced a little bit Wednesday, and then played Thursday. Unreal. A little bit unprecedented. I don't recall a trade where somebody didn't even have at least Sunday to Sunday uh, to get ready and to be thrust into the starting lineup, and they weren't even acting like he was necessarily even going to be active for the game as far as playing in it. Uh, so it's good. You know, it's the thing about Baker. He's a pro, and he's been in the league, and obviously – you know, there's some base stuff that that all teams do that they can relate to when you've been in the league for five years, not being a rookie and so forth there. So we'll see. Yeah, it'd be great to see him kind of have a nice stretch run here because whether it's with L.A. or wherever, he's auditioning for the chance for yeah. uh, what his role is going to look like in this league in 2023. Uh, Jim Zoke, he's with us. That said, the Panthers uh, played extremely uh, well, especially to start the game. Just kind of took control in, in Seattle. Was that uh, stunning to you in any way? Uh, you know, I think it, to some degree, yes. But you know, on the other hand, Seattle's had a season-long problem in stopping the run. Uh, so going in, you know, what are the Panthers really good at? It, it's been running the ball. And it's like, you talk about trading the, the quarterback, you trade your star running back, and what happens, your running game is off the charts uh, with Deontay Foreman in the group here. So this was a really by-committee game against Seattle. But the Seahawks have had a, a tough time stopping the run. And that's a structural error I don't think they can fix on the fly. I think they're they're flawed in that way and that – Geno Smith's having a really good season. They got some great receivers, uh, but, but they cannot stop the run. The previous three games, they've given up 205 yards per game, and the, the Panthers laid 223 on them. And it's really hard to win in this league because you, you can't stop the run, you can't possess the ball. And the Panthers had the ball almost two to one in that game with 39 minutes to their 21. And Carolina also, uh, you know, it was a pretty potent passing attack. Geno Smith had done a really good job, but they picked him off twice in that game that was that was encouraging and fun to see yeah and you know the, uh, the first play was a pick by uh, jc horn and that was just a, a great read on his behalf he almost had three in the game he had two others where he caught the ball and was a half a step out of bounds the second one i think was a little bit of a gift it's off to, not often we can say yay referees but it <laughs> sure looked like the panthers jumped off sides and it sure looked like geno smith was running the play as if he had a free play because as soon as he threw the ball he had his hands up looking at the referees thinking in his mind he had a free play. No penalty flag was thrown, so you have to be careful. But in the moment, it's hard for a quarterback to pick up on all that. But it, it looked like a fairly obvious uh, offsides infraction against the Panthers. He saw it that way. I, I don't think he throws that pass, uh, but we'll take it. Uh, and, you know, we're the last ones to complain about the refs uh, making error in the other direction once in a while. Yeah. Uh, Jim Zoki, Panthers Radio Network, is with us here. Panthers and Steelers at 1 o'clock on Sunday, so a noon airtime uh, on the Panthers radio network and on our sister station, 103.7 WTIB. Uh, is this a case, Jim, where, 
Uh, I mean, look, the Steelers are that national brand. The 49ers essentially packed the place. It was uh, a bunch of 49ers fans in Charlotte when they played. I mean, is that the risk of happening? Or maybe some of those Panthers fans who were maybe uh, a little quick to, to give away their tickets or sell their tickets, hanging on to them a little more this time. Well, living here, I can tell you, it's not like they're all just traveling here. Many of them right. have embedded themselves in this community, Patrick, and they live and they work and they breathe here every day. <laughs> and I came from the north myself, from Ohio. So I see them out there in their black and gold, and, and they're embedded in, in the community here. And then there are some that will, will travel. So, yeah, Steelers Nation's a real thing, and they'll be here. And, you know, we'll see what they do at quarterback. Um, it could be any of the three at this point because they've not ruled out Kenny Pickett. So mm-hmm. could be the former Tar Heel. Mitchell Trubisky, although I doubt it because of the three interceptions, which would mean uh, it would be uh, Mason uh, Rudolph from Rock Hill, and he would have his local supporters as well. So, yeah, Pittsburgh's always a draw, and we play them every preseason. Ironically, we don't play them very much in the regular season, so they're not here actually a whole lot for games that matter. And all time, the Panthers have only won one game, and that was 1996. Wow. Uh, of the seven games they played, and that was the game that propelled them to the uh, division championship in 1996 when they made the playoffs for the first time. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, certainly has had their offensive issues, and they've had, I believe, some injury issues defensively. Um, not the season they've wanted it at five and, and eight. It, I guess if a five and eight record could feel a little different, it maybe does for the Panthers right now. What else would you tell uh, our listening audience about this Steelers team? Uh, of late as well, even though they're ranked fifteenth in the league in this category, they've also struggled in stopping the run. I think like the Panthers, I think you have to look at recent history. I think the Panthers are more of the 4-4 four and four team of Steve Wilkes than the 5-8 the and eight team they look to be overall. So Steelers also have uh, have had trouble. They've been over 200 yards uh, rushing allowed in their averages recently. In fact, they just gave up over 200 to, to Baltimore last week, which did not have Lamar Jackson, and then lost Huntley, their backup quarterback, during that game. But the Dobbins went off for a big game against them in that one for Baltimore. So they, they have struggled in stopping the run. We'll see if they scheme and do some things differently. The Panthers know teams are going to load the box against them and force you to pass, and Panthers have shown they can win without passing much. In fact, Baltimore is a great example. They only threw for like 94 yards as a team mm-hmm. and still won the game with 94 yards passing last week against Pittsburgh. That, and who does that sound like? The Panthers would love a game like that, throw for 94 yards with a game. So that's us. Uh, it's just a low-scoring Steelers team. Uh, they played in a, a number of close games, but – they're struggling. I mean, they lost, you know, Ben Roethlisberger was the franchise there for about 15 years. Uh, they're trying to figure out quarterback. Uh, they've got talent, though. I mean, obviously, on defense especially, you know, they're very good. Some big-name players on the defensive side that have always been there, like Cam Hayward, who's been there for a long time. Minka Fitzpatrick still there. Alex Highsmith, former Charlotte 49ers, got 10 quarterback sacks. Miles Jack, uh, Larry Ogunjobi. So they're, they're loaded with some really good players on defense. But uh, on young, uh, young on the offensive side, Najee Harris is a good back, but George Pickens some other players that are really young that are going to probably grow and mature and get the Steelers back to where they want to be. Um, Chen, nice performance uh, against uh, the Seahawks. Uh, defensively, Haynes playing well. Who are some other guys defensively? Because I, I feel like that, you know, as much as we're making of what Darnold has done and, and what the running game has done, uh, defensively, the Panthers have been fantastic on the whole during this eight-game stretch. Well, of late, you know, the guy, and he's done it uh, really kind of off and on the last two years is Frankie Lubu. He's like their, mm. he's like their energy guy. Mm-hmm. And he's been impacting the game in a lot of different ways as far as getting pressure on the quarterback, 
just being in the backfield, making tackles in the open field and so forth. He's been a guy that earlier this year was part of some takeaways. So Frankie Louvu is starting to get more recognition than he was uh, before. And uh, yeah, obviously we talked about J.C. Horn already in his second year. And one pick, but I mean, he took uh, D.K. Metcalf out of the game. That was like a shutdown corner kind of performance uh, against Metcalf. The yards he got, a lot of those came late after the game was decided. So I think you know, J.C. Horn is playing you know, truly at like a Pro Bowl level right now as far as what he's doing. You mentioned Jeremy Chin. Mm-hmm. You know, Brian Burns and Derek Brown up front of the Stars. And Brian Burns was playing a little bit dinged up last week, so we'll see how healthy he is as far as this week goes. But you know, Derek Brown at that defensive tackle position has been uh, creating a lot of havoc uh, this year. So it's been a good group on that defensive side to almost every game. I mean, really outside of that Bengals disaster, uh, this defense mm-hmm. has been really good for almost mm-hmm. every game this year. So the Steelers this week, uh, and then, uh, if you will, a little bit of a shorter week, uh, the Saturday Christmas Eve at home against uh, the Lions. Meantime, Tampa Bay has the Bengals this week in that late window. I think it's the CBS game. And then uh, they'll play Christmas night uh, at, at the Cardinals. Uh, Panthers on January 1st, and then Falcons from a Buccaneers perspective. Uh, is uh, kind of the run for for them uh, down the stretch, um, and then the Panthers, of course, will wrap up with the Saints. So, uh, you know, who do you see as maybe having the more favorable? There'll be a head to head in there, but but uh, who may have the more favorable schedule at this point? I I think certainly this week, Steelers won't be easy, but but Cincinnati's playing so well right now. That's a really tough putt for for Tampa Bay how they're playing right now. Yeah, the way they're playing right now is right. I just, you know, they've got issues. I mean, they're just not, uh, they're not the Tampa Bay of old. And uh, speaking of old, I think that they look old. They look a little bit slower. You know, Brady, for sure, is just kind of the first year. He's kind of showing signs of, uh, of not being as sharp, although he had that great closing drive a couple of weeks ago. Just the body of work hasn't been the same. I think the schedules between the two teams that you named are fairly much a wash. Obviously, the big ones, as you said, going to be uh, two weeks from this Sunday at Tampa Bay. That's going to go a long way in determining the division would flat out give the Panthers a tiebreaker with the series sweep this year and obviously gain a game in the standings there. And we play New Orleans, they play Atlanta, they play a good team in Cincinnati. We play a good team in Detroit yeah. next week. Yeah. Game like Pittsburgh we should win. A game like Arizona without Kyler Murray they should win. So we'll see. I think it's really, you know, that game uh, it'll be interesting when we get there in two weeks and go down to Tampa because that's gonna feel like uh, maybe the one's gonna decide it. Jim Zoki, Panthers Radio Network. Jim, what's the internal uh, thinking on Steve Wilkes long-term? They don't talk in that way. I mean, there's no, you know, leaking of words. They don't have Scott Fitterer speaking. Dave Tepper doesn't speak. And then if you listen to anything, Steve Wilkes says everything is about that week, uh, which is Pittsburgh week. So there's no long-term talking. If there's something private going on behind the scenes, they're not sharing it. But I I would just say from viewing it uh, beyond the four and four record, what Steve Wilkes has done is, He's got players buying in. They want him to win, so he's back as a head coach next year and beyond. And uh, he's done things that are, you know, really what has been asked of him. I mean, he's taken a, a bad one and four team and made them competitive and, and put them in a playoff hunt. So to me, he's done what's been asked of him. And uh, to me, if we're if the season stopped right now, I'd say Steve Wilkes should have that job. There's four more games to go, and we'll see how they play. But I can't imagine all of a sudden they're just going to, you know, again, wins or losses, he doesn't control all of that because he's got the, the roster he has. But I just don't see them completely you know, losing right. their focus and the, the culture he's created here in the next four games. I think uh, he's only going to improve his odds as it goes on here for the next month. What is Sam Darnold playing for at this point other than you know the here and the now in this season? I mean, we talked about Baker Mayfield auditioning. What What is Sam Darnold's future, you think? 
you know, and this is another thing that reflects, I think, when you have a good leader is when everyone echoes what the leader says. And he talks like the coach. And they, they talk about each game. And when Sam Darnold talks, and he talks every Wednesday, he says every snap matters. So he just he's focused on every game but every snap and just uh, every opportunity that you get. So that's all he sees it as is that that uh, opportunity to get out there and play each week. And he didn't you know get to play with the ankle injury and then watching as a reserve there for a brief period of time. Uh, but, yeah, he's obviously going to be somewhere in this league, too, just like Baker, just like P.J. Those guys will all have jobs for some team next year, whether uh, in Baker's case, and not Baker's case, but in Darnold's case, or P.J.'s case, if that's here or elsewhere, in that quarterback room competing for a starting job or as a backup. So I, I think Sam's just come in, and honestly, the numbers are not overwhelming, but he doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes. He just yeah. needs to come in. Yeah. No turnovers the last two games, be that quarterback. And we'll see. If they fall behind, he's got to throw. I think that'll be the real test. Uh, but they've been able to play with the lead the last couple of weeks. Well, and, and we're getting into a bunch of hypothetical, I know. But is this formula where you have maybe more of that game manager? I know quarterbacks hate to, to hear that. Uh, and maybe, you know, you really are run heavy, reliant. Uh, is that the winning formula, you think? Long, I mean, so much is in the air, I know. But, I mean could David Tepper be satisfied with winning like that? I mean, it's not flashy, but it's effective on some level. And that's the question, you know, what, uh, what, what's his thinking? You know, what's, what's, what is he thinking is out there? Does he want to uh, see if Sean Payton or somebody like that would be interested in, in this particular job, just to throw a known name that we know is looking to come back into the league out there for next year. Uh, so that that's a little bit hard again, because he doesn't uh, show his cards on that. But to me, I mean, I think you know Steve's got the locker room, and I will say this: if if you don't go with Steve, uh, you you then have to uh, uproot it and start over because you're going to have a new coach. They'll bring in a new staff, and they're going to want to bring in a lot of their own players. Uh, so uh, yeah. if you don't, uh, you, so I think you know, again the players buy in because they also know okay they're here, they like being here. Uh, their future also is somewhat more secure if uh, if it's Steve Wilkes as part of that. Interesting. Hey Jim, thanks a lot. Do appreciate the time. All right, Patrick. Thanks. Jim Zoki, there he goes. We'll have the Panthers on 103.7 WTIB at noon on Sunday. Phil Steele's released his American Athletic Conference uh, All-League team. We'll tell you more about that tomorrow, but it's on our social media, so you can check it out there. 94.3 booking at 94.3 The Game on Twitter. 1,300 ECU students turning the tassels tomorrow. There'll be a lot of traffic around Minji's, particularly in the morning. So our guy, uh, Chris Sutton, Captain Chris Sutton, says you may want to avoid that area if at all possible. Thanks to Jim Zoki or in the morning. Jim Zoki, thanks to Jim Zoki for being with us. Congrats to Cookie. He graduates tomorrow, Ben. How about that? I can't believe it. I'm so happy for him. And then Ben B. Baby Byram, as always. Great job by uh, Benjamin there. Uh, Brian Mull tomorrow. We'll hear from Coach Swartz, Coach Houston, and a lot more on the Get You to the Weekend edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. Have a great rest of your evening.